Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. Happy Monday to you all. Happy game today as the Pittsburgh Penguins look to even up their series against the Montreal Canadiens after dropping game one by a score of three to two in overtime. As always, this show is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car wherever needs. So in this first step, you know, we're going to be talking about what I liked about game one. Just my overall thoughts, basically the next section, we're going to be talking about maybe some lineup changes they could make. And then in the last basically section of this episode, we're just going to be previewing um, the game two tonight. So uh, what I really liked about the penguins in game one, let's just get right into it. Um, I liked the way they came out, especially, you know, those first five, 10 minutes, they were just firing everything in their mother at Carey Price. Carey Price was just basically bailing out the Canadians the entire period, especially that first five to 10 minutes. Some people like to say that Carey Price stole that game for the Canadians. I 100% disagree. I thought Carey Price played really, really well. I, he played a lot better than I thought he was going to, but I do not think he stole that game. He basically stole those first five to ten minutes because the Penguins just came out guns a-blazing, firing everything at him. The Canadians had no answer for it. And the funniest thing, I saw, I saw it coming during Twitter. You know the Canadians were going to take a one-zero lead in this game by some fluky, dumb goal, and that's exactly what happened is of course, Jack Johnson's on the ice, basically pushes down. I think it was Kakiniemi, and then the puck goes off his glove, and it just a very fluky bounce. Matt Murray was not at fault there. But, yeah, sure enough, it happened, and then the Canadians were able to win the game partly because of that goal. But, you know, overall, I just I thought the Penguins played a really, really good game one. They controlled 65% of the expected goals compared to the 35% of Montreal. Most nights, guys, that wins you a game. I mean, that most nights, that will win you a game. It did not happen that night. You know, you just have to continue to trust the process. They also were 60% in the Corsi Fenwick percentage because compared to 40% for Montreal. Winning the possession battle and winning the expected goals percentage, like I said, that usually wins you each game. But you know what? Didn't happen in game one. They're going to look to continue that process in game two tonight and come away with the win. Um, other impressions, John Marino. I, I really just cannot say enough about Marino at this point. Every time he touched the puck with his stick, he was making a difference. There were so many times where a Canadian player was coming up one-on-one against him or there's a two-on-two. Marino puts his stick in there, puck's gone, and then it's going the other way. Plenty of instances one-on-one as well. He's only defensive back. A Montreal forward's coming in. He just plays the player and the puck just so beautifully, and the scoring chance is nullified in milliseconds. Um, I cannot stress enough how good John Marino is going to be. This is just unbelievable what he's able to do at this point. I mean, for God's sakes, he's just a rookie, but, I mean, he was looking like a seasoned veteran. You know, that those kind of games just make me really, really excited for his future in this organization he is going to be getting paid in a couple years a very very handsome raise and it just it builds my confidence in that I know he's going to be the number one defenseman on this team when Chris Letang retires or is somehow traded even though I really don't think Chris Letang is going to get traded but still John Marino what a game he had look for that to continue tonight he was just outstanding everywhere he was on the ice um, let's get to the goaltending, you know, kind of, I guess, the elephant in the room. People love to talk about it. I thought Matt Murray played his ass off in game one. And the first goal, you know, fluky goal. The second one, I think he may want back, but I'm going to pin that more on Brian Dumoulin. 
Um, it was a very bad pinch that he made right at the blue line. I think there was uh, two Canadian players there. It looked very, very similar to a play that happened in the Islanders series last year. And boom, two on one the other way. Nick Suzuki comes in, fires it. Where else? High glove side on Matt Murray. Everyone's going to complain about that. Oh, yeah, that's the scouting report on Matt Murray. He gave up a goal to the glove side. And it's just like, maybe it was just a nice shot for once. And not just, you know, just, oh, it went glove side. People just love to harp on the glove side stuff. Every goaltender gives up so many goals to their glove side. It's not rocket science. It's not, there's nothing about Matt Murray. Oh, he's the only one that gives up all the goals to his glove side. It's just, it really just grinds my gears when people just continue to spew out nonsense like that. Um, after that, he made a lot of very big 10-bell saves to keep the Penguins in it, especially when for they were to come back and tie it. I know the overtime goal... People were trying to pin it on him. That was not on Matt Murray. That's on Jack Johnson and Justin Schultz, which I will get to in a second. And we will talk about them in the next segment as well for what lineup changes um, I would make for this game. But it's very, very hard to stop that third goal, especially when Zach Aston Reese is basically being used as a screen for Jeff Petrie. I mean, Aston Reese has to get that block. He has to block that shot. And, you know, it went right through his legs, and then Matt Murray couldn't even see it. So that, that ended up being the game winner. It was on a broken play, a three-on-five, and who else but Jack Johnson and Justin Schultz on the ice. And I guess we'll just get to that right here um, for the last few minutes before we go to commercial break. What a dumpster fire repairing. I mean, we all knew the big, one of the biggest shortcomings of this team is the third pairing. And I've also seen some people say after this game, Oh yeah, man, Mike Sullivan could be on the hot seat. Mike Sullivan this, Mike Sullivan that. And it's like, are we really firing Mike Sullivan over a, a shit third pairing that, I mean, he didn't sign Jack Johnson. J Justin, he didn't realize that Justin Schultz was going to be a tire fire toward the late stages of his career. And it's just like, I mean, we're really firing Mike Sullivan right now or no? Okay. But I will say this. He, he is in control of the lineup card. He can choose to scratch him or play him. He plays him, and you know what? This is the result you get. Jack Johnson was just absolutely pathetic in that game one. That's the word I will use for his performance. Pathetic. Um, that first goal I was talking about earlier, basically cross-checks a Canadian player. You know, you can't get that grit anywhere else, guys. The puck goes in the net right off the player's glove. one nothing lead. And then later in the game, you know, basically gives Jonathan Drouin a penalty shot because he's too slow to keep up with him. Thank God Jonathan Drouin was so bad on that penalty shot and the ice was just so bad that he didn't even get a shot on Matt Murray to basically bail him out. I had a friend over during that um that sequence and I literally turned to her and I said, I think Jack Johnson probably just cost them in the game. But luckily, you know, he didn't there, but he did co partly cost them the game towards the end. This sequence was just so stupid. So six minutes to go in overtime. Montreal has a three on five going into the Penguins zone. It's like, okay, you know, the Penguins will be able to take care of this. It's the Zach Aston Reese, Teddy Bluger, Brandon Tanev line. No, Jack Johnson and Justin Schultz are so far behind, like, the net. And then Jeff Petrie basically just has an open lane with Zach Aston Reese as a screen, fires the puck between his legs, past Matt Murray, and it's in. And it's like, wow. I mean, you, you really just can't make it up that Jack Johnson and Justin Schultz were so out of position on that play. And it's just a joke. I mean... You cannot continue to play these guys. I, I know I'm going to touch on this a lot more in the next segment, but it's just 
You cannot continue to play Jack Johnson on this team if you want to win a Stanley Cup. I'm just going to keep saying this until Jack Johnson is thrown to the sun, thrown to the Grand Canyon, thrown into the Mariana Trench. I don't know. It's just very, very annoying that he continues to play meaningful minutes. And, you know, I know he's getting sheltered. I get it. He, he, he played the least amount of minutes of any Penguin defenseman in that game, and he still was responsible for two of the three Montreal goals. That is pathetic. It is absolutely pathetic. It's awful. It's every bad word you could use in the English dictionary. I just, I cannot put into words just how bad he was that game. Um, oh yeah, one more thing before we do go to commercial break. I totally forgot about this tonight. The power play. Um, you know, I tweeted this after the game. You know, when you go one for seven on the power play, especially when you have a five on three in the third period for a minute 32 in a tied game where if you score there, you most likely win the game with how bad the Canadians offense was for a lot of that game. You know what? You deserve to lose if you go one for seven on the power play, especially with that five on three. I'm sorry. You do. You cannot, with the talent this team has on the top power play unit, with Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, Jake Gensel, and whoever else you want to put out there, Brian Ross, Patrick Hornquist, Jared McCann, whatever, you cannot go one for seven on the power play against a Canadiens team that is just not good. And the Canadians were really not doing anything on their PK that was special. You know, the Penguins were just being very sloppy with the puck. The zone entries were a mess. They weren't, like, shooting the puck a lot on net and creating these juicy rebounds. That That's the way you beat Carey Price. You don't need to look for the perfect play to beat Carey Price. Just throw pucks at him, get some rebounds, and then cash in. But it was just, it was just so terrible to watch it. And, like, just the personnel that are on the power play, I mean, you're having, like... Evgeny Malkin playing like one of like the walls and it's just like no like he works much better on the point you know Sidney Crosby works perfect down low put Jake Gensel in front of the net put Patrick Hornquist there put Brian Russ in the slot you know they need to move some of these players around so that it actually looks like a functioning power play Sidney Crosby does not work well on the power play on you know the left wall or the right wall or whatever he works, I think, the best down low in the power play where he's just reading everything seeing everything and then they're just getting some greasy goals or whatnot. But, you know, it's just very, very frustrating. They have to fix this. Mark Recky, man, if you don't get this fixed, there's going to be a lot more people calling for your head after this series. And there already are a lot of people calling for his head right now. I'm, I'm, I'm just about there, guys. I'm very close to wanting him fired. He has just been done a terrible job with the Penguin power play. So those are basically my thoughts on Game 1 for the Penguins. You know, Matt Murray, John Marino were just outstanding. I thought the Penguins' play was really, really good. Like I said, with a 65, controlling 65% of the expected goals and 60% possession. Jack Johnson stinks. Jack, Justin Schultz stinks. The power play stinks. And yeah, they'll go with Matt Murray tonight, which is the right call. But coming up right after this, we are going to talk about some lineup decisions that I think they should make going into this game too for against Montreal. All right, so we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. And, you know, I'm just going to be very, very curious to see if Mike Sullivan decides to make some lineup changes for tonight. We already know Matt Murray is going in game two. For people that are mad about it, you know what? Tough shit. Matt Murray was not the reason they lost game one. Sure, he maybe had a little bit of a soft goal in quotation marks because it went glove side, and that was also a really, really nice shot. And oh yeah, Brian Dumoulin was the main reason as to why that two-on-one happened. But you know what? Matt Murray deserves to go game two. He was really, really good for a lot of that game, and I'm sure he's going to be good again tonight. But 
With that said, so let's just start defensively. Jack Johnson needs to come out of the lineup. We talked about this in the first segment. He just he needs to come out. I don't know why the coaching staff hates Yusso Rikula a lot. His underlying numbers are good. His on-ice play is good. He passes the eye test if you don't even look at advanced stats. I really do not understand why Mike Sullivan does not try a Yusso Rikula, Justin Schultz third pairing. I think it would be passable. I think it would be fine. You can shelter them. Jack Johnson will not have to cover for Justin Schultz's mistakes. Justin Schultz will not also have to cover for Jack Johnson's mistake. I think Yusso Rikula would not make nearly as many mistakes as those other two have. And hell, if you wanted to go really bold, you could do a Yusso Rikula-Chad Ruedel third pairing because I honestly think Chad Ruedel is better than some other people think he is. I think he's perfectly serviceable as a third pairing right-handed shot. He can move the puck up the ice. I think he suppresses shots pretty well. His underlying numbers, I think, are okay. But, I mean, with how Justin Schultz has been playing ever since, you know, he got hurt in 2017-18, you know, he, he might potentially need out of the lineup too. Though, what I would do, I would try first, I would try Yuso Rikula, Justin Schultz for this game. I mean, why not? You just, you cannot continue to play Jack Johnson any meaningful minutes on this hockey team. You, you just can't. You really, really can't. It is year two of this five-year dumpster fire of a contract, and he is already so much worse than I think anyone could have imagined. And you just cannot play him in a playoff game anymore. You saw how bad he was against the New York Islanders, who, I mean, really aren't that skilled of a team, but still, they just, they harassed him all series long. The Canadians were harassing him all game one long, and it's just, you just, you can't do this anymore. Take him out of the lineup, put Yusa Rikula in. Like I said, I have no idea why the coaching staff has decided not to play him and trust him, but, you know, I think the biggest thing is the Penguins just don't know what they have in Yusa Rikula. I think he's a free agent after this year. This is the perfect time to find out. He's an upgrade over Johnson. Let's just see it. I really don't see what the big deal is, but you know what? Mike Sullivan's going to be like, yeah, I like how this pairing's playing. I like Jack Johnson on the PK. I like Jack Johnson this. I like Justin Schultz on the second power play, blah, 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 blah. And it's just the same old vomit. Um, that we saw yesterday when Mike Sullivan was talking about it. But, I mean, what is Mike Sullivan going to do? He's not going to badmouth them to the media. I mean, that just takes away um, the decision-making. You know, I've also been seeing some potential forward swaps. Um, I I will agree with people that I saw on Twitter. Patrick Marlowe really did not stand out in that game one. He looked a little slow. Um, But I also think that third line was just really, really clunky. You know, Jared McCann wasn't really doing anything. Patrick Hornquist really wasn't doing anything. It's just a very, very weird third line because, you know, you have your top line with Sidney Crosby, Jake Enzel, and Connor Sherry. I did think Connor Sherry struggled in game one. When you have a penalty shot with three minutes to go, you need to bury that. I know the puck went wide and the ice is really, really dog shit. But, you know, when you have your puck on your stick like that, you have to convert. And I also really didn't like some of his game in game one, but I think that line works really, really good together. You know what you have in Jason Zucker with Evgeny Malkin and Brian Russ. Evgeny Malkin has to be a lot better tonight. I did not like his game in game one at all. And then we all know you have the Zach Aston Reese, Teddy Bluger, and Brandon Tanev line. So the third line is basically just a bunch of spare parts. So I've seen some people say, oh, you could put Sam Lafferty in. I get it. You know, Sam Lafferty, he plays this Mike Sullivan system to a T. He's defensively responsible. He can also chip in. I would not mind Sam Lafferty in, but who are you taking out? Are you taking out Patrick Marlowe? 
I mean, are you going to healthy scratch Jared McCann? Are you not going to healthy scratch Patrick Hornquist? That's for sure. So I've seen some people say you could put Evan Rodriguez in for one of those players too. It, it's just, I mean, you're spitting hairs here, basically, guys. That, that, that's just my take on it. I mean, I think maybe I would give that third line another game, but if that third line struggles again, even in a win for the Penguins, because I do think the Penguins will win game two tonight, I think Mike Sullivan will definitely have some changes to make that third line going into game three, which is Wednesday, I believe. So yeah, so yeah, but that's just, that's the big other area of focus that I'm going to be looking at tonight. I'm not there yet for a third line change. I want to see more of Patrick Marlowe. I want to see if that was just like a one game thing for him, because I honestly thought before the pause happened, Marlowe was looking really, really good as a Penguin, and I know four months changes a lot, but still, you know, I, I thought that he was playing really, really good for the Penguins, and, you know, Jared McCann, he, he needs to step it up, or he, I think, is going to be a healthy scratch. You know, you can put Rodriguez in there for him. Lafferty's a winger, so I don't really think he would work there as a center, but, I mean, Evan Rodriguez, he's going to be ready to go. I thought he looked really, really good in training camp, but if Jared McCann does not start stepping it up, you know, I could really see him becoming a healthy scratch. It's just unacceptable for him to be playing at this level. He just hasn't been the same ever since kind of like the new year started with that really bad goalish streak. So, you know, we'll see what happens with McCann tonight. Maybe he'll step up. Maybe he won't. But if he doesn't, you know, I think Evan Rodriguez could be right there waiting um, to come in. So that's all I think I have with lineup changes. Of course, you know, if Matt Murray really struggles tonight, which I don't expect him doing, expect Tristan Jari to go in game three. I don't know why people seem to be so mad that Tristan Jari is not starting tonight. The Penguins did not lose game one because Matt Murray was bad because Matt Murray was actually really good in game one. So I never, I never really understood that take from the Penguins fan base. But with that said, it is now time to talk about rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. You can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And then you'll write locked on in there, how did you hear from us, so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. All right, so we're back here on this episode of Locked on Penguins. We're just going to talk about some keys to the victory tonight for the Penguins in Game 2. You know, just... And for coming out for this first period, just come out the same way you did in Game 1, but continue that for that entire period. That first 5-10 minutes, the Penguins are just blitzing the Habs in their own zone. They were just coming at them at will. Carey Price was having to come up with a lot of saves. Just keep having him do that tonight. Keep having him play just like he did in Game 1. Just see if he can get up to that level again. I really don't know if he will. We all know goalies are voodoo, but that's the start that I want to see from the Penguins tonight. Of course, another key, get the power play going. I mean, for God's sakes, you can't go one for seven again on the power play with all this talent that you have at your disposal. You know, one of my best friends, um, Nick, who's a diehard Rangers fan, he um, he was just texting me during the game, basically when the Penguins were on the power play. Hey, you guys done playing with your feud yet? You guys going to win this game? <laughs> he said another, you guys done playing with your feud yet again? It was just comical. And it's like, Man, I don't know what to say to you because the unit was just so bad. You know, work on the zone entries. For God's sakes, stop the stupid drop pass every time you pass the center line. You don't need it. It's just really, really bad. Have the zone entries be good. Just set it up right. Put Sidney Crosby of Evgeny Malkin in positions to succeed on that unit. You know, Sidney Crosby below the goal line. Put Evgeny Malkin, you know, at the point. And then go to work. Get a lot of pucks to the net. Create some rebounds. Create havoc in front of Carey Price. Put Patrick Hornquist and Jake Gensel in front of them. And then you know what? Chances are you'll be able to cash in on a goal or two for a power play tonight. You know, they had a power play 
in overtime of that game one. They didn't get anything out of it. They hardly even got any shots on net. That's unacceptable. They need to be a lot better on the power play tonight. So here's to hoping that they will be. Also, you know, this last one, you know, just play better team defense. I mean, Brian Dumoulin, I thought, really, really struggled in game one. That was a very, very off night for him. I would not expect Brian Dumoulin to struggle like that tonight for game two. Um, I know the ice is pretty dog shit. It's the eight o'clock game. The ice already looks really, really bad right now as I'm recording this. I'm watching the uh, Capitals lightning round robin game. The ice is just absolutely dreadful. It's just pathetic. So, I mean, we knew the ice was going to be a problem going into this return to play. It's August. It's hot. But, you know, navigate through it. Just do the best you can with it. And like I said, I do expect Brian Dumoulin to play better tonight. He can't have those dumb pitches, pinches like he had in Game 1, which led to that 2 nothing goal for the Canadians. I thought Chris Letang looked fine. You know, have him continue to play well. John Marino, Marcus Pedersen, and, you know, whoever is on the third pairing, just play so much better. Stop getting hemmed in your own zone. Stop making bad decisions with the puck. Stop being a step, step slow to the Canadian players. And, you know, I think that will be really, really big for the Penguins. I know it's, it's, it's pretty basic, but... We all know the defensive issues have been well-documented for the Penguins with their third pairing. Just have it be serviceable and passable. That's all you need. We all know after this season, the Penguins are going to most likely remake their entire third pairing. Justin Schultz is going to walk. He is not going to be coming back here. I think there's a good chance that Jack Johnson might be traded after this because of cap concerns. We all know the cap is going to be around $81.5 million for next season, so I think it's the same as this season. So... They're going to have to remake it. You just you can't spend almost $9 million on your third pairing. Just have it be serviceable. Put Yuso Rikula in. You know, if you're feeling more bold, put Chad Ruedel in, in as well and have a Rikula Ruedel third pairing. I honestly think that would please a lot of this fan base considering Justin Schultz and Jack Johnson have just not been good. But I think that'll be it for this episode of Locked on Penguins. Game starts in a few hours. Hope you guys listened to this um, beforehand. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode breaking it down game two. No, will the Penguins be tied up 1-1 in this series or will they be facing elimination in game three being down 0-2 to the Canadians? So we will see. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and I will talk to you guys tomorrow.